Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back. How are you doing? This week, we head into that good old turkey day. I want to say right now, I'm wishing you a good day of eating and fellowship. Not to mention spending time reflecting on the items that make you thankful or grateful. Yes, Thanksgiving is a great day to practice gratitude, even though we get some good eating on. Before I move forward, you know what I'm going to say. Tell your friends about us. You can actually use Thanksgiving as a time to share with others all the things that you are learning from our podcast. And then you can say, girl, you know what? Go ahead and listen to. Second, leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Giving us positive feedback and ratings go a long way for us. Yes, it does. All right, now let's get back to the show. I must admit that Deanne brought the heat. Ooh, it was on fire. Her understanding of how we develop habits brought newfound freedom. She described the habit-forming structure as a pear tree. The fruit represents our behaviors, the branches, our thoughts, the sap identifies our emotions, the tree's structure represents our body, and the roots are our core beliefs. I now understand why it is so doggone hard to break a habit. So many times I became frustrated with myself for not progressing as much as I wanted, or I just flat gave up because I became tired or felt defeated. Deanne did such a good job identifying how our habits force us to respond in the autopilot manner. After re-listening to the interview several times, I re-remembered one of my own autopilot moments. During the previous podcast episode, I shared my experiences when visiting a friend some time ago. I expressed how attending a dinner party with only one person that I knew. She was so excited about my visit that she wanted others to meet me. I did feel proud being the quasi-star of the meal until her other friend pulled me aside. I didn't realize my dinner comments. Not unless he pulled me aside and said, come here, I can tell that you have been hurt by me. However, I also noticed that you have not healed from your experiences. I remain completely silent because I'm like, I just met you, man. You all up in my business. But as I listened, he continued. He stated that it's like breaking your leg. When your leg was broken, you learned how to walk differently 
to not place pressure on it. How even though your leg is no longer broken, you continue to walk differently. You did not return to the initial way that you walked. You are also not aware of your adjustment. However, a new person who did not know that you broke your leg only recognizes that you walk funny. The other person wonders, why does she walk so oddly? Our habits have the same effect. We adjust our behavior due to experiences, and then we create a new habit. In our new habit, we alter our core beliefs that emerge through our behaviors, thoughts, emotions, and our body. In this new habit phase, we are clueless about the negative behaviors it creates. We are also clueless as to how we speak to ourselves as we attempt to change our habits. Nor are we aware of the impact of our anger about who we've become. All of these things are happening as we wrestle with our habits. So what can we do about it? Well, it is time for our wonderful tools and tips show, where we provide strategies for implementing all that great information that you heard during the interview. So let's do it, y'all. Let's get to it. Tip number one simply begins with us embracing the larger understanding of habits. When you are able to identify how your beliefs, emotions, thoughts, and body interacts with one another during the habit forming behavior, you have the ability to address the root cause of the habit. This understanding also identifies a healthy level of expectation for personal growth and building healthy habits. Oh, yes, it does. All right, now, this all leads to tip number two. A healthy level of expectation creates grace. Deanne revealed that grace means that you are willing to be patient, kind, and compassionate to yourself. In this grace stage, you stop beating yourself up for past failures. You change how you speak to yourself. Instead of negative self-talk, you tell yourself affirmations. You cheer yourself on. You give yourself all these wonderful accolades for your growth in any capacity. It could simply be, I drank water today instead of drinking two cans of soda. It's like, oh my gosh, go girl, you're drinking your water, you're drinking your water. Positive affirmations. Lastly, you stop being angry with yourself. I want you to reflect for a moment. What happens when you remain angry with yourself? For me, my anger comes into or shows itself or reveals itself with beating myself up. I repeatedly tell myself, I should have known better. Or, you know, Kimir, that this behavior is not producing your desired results. Another thing I notice is that being angry saps most of my energy to the point that I don't have energy to change my behavior. Not to mention that when I'm angry with myself, I easily become angry at others. In this anger, I may say things that I should not or I place unrealistic expectations on the person. I don't know if you had similar experiences, but I'm once again telling you my dirty laundry. Anyways, 
This week, during my Bible time, I read about God turning away from anger. In Hosea 11, the scriptures reveal God's love, care, tender mercy, protection, and guidance to the Israelites. However, the more he called them to be near him, the more they fled and worshiped other gods. Personally, I cannot be critical of the Israelites. I would like to say, oh, you guys are so terrible. Can't you just listen and obey once? Uh, Let me not go there. And why do I say that? Because sometimes we easily fall into the same trap where we're choosing society's standard for our lives instead of God. We're watching what everyone else is doing and we think, oh, let me go ahead and do this to my, for myself. Let me try this out. All the while knowing that it's not God's ideal will for us. And sometimes on the flip side, we may be high on our blessings. So excited about the things, the positive things happening in our lives that we forget about God. I digress. In viewing the Israelites' behavior, it angered God. He was so angry that he wanted to destroy the cities that they lived in. He also wanted to give them a foreign king. Basically, God was about to make their lives extremely difficult. However, in verse 9, God reveals that he will not vent his full fury of anger. He basically had a change of heart. In his change of heart, he decided, I'm not going to destroy my people. I'm not going to approach the Israelites in my rage. You see, God understood that anger does not produce the change that the Israelites needed. Most likely, if God came in in his full wrath, the Israelites would dishonor him all the more. They would think, oh, he's just too hard to please. Mm. Or they would have thought about his anger so negatively that they no longer had the desire to change. Therefore, like God, let us understand that anger does not bring about healthy change. On the other hand, what does bring about healthy change? Well. It leads me to my good old tip number three. Yes, it does. And tip number three is instead of being angry or impatient with ourselves, so many times we need to clothe ourselves with self-forgiveness. The end revealed that as we continue to release our old habits to bring in the new, we should also forgive ourselves when releasing the old habit becomes difficult. So what steps lead to self-forgiveness? The first step requires self-reflection. For the given situation, talking to yourself. When you do not forgive yourself, do you change the situation? What enjoyment or happiness do you stop pursuing Because you cannot forgive yourself. And the third question is, does not forgiving yourself help others around you? Now, this question is similar to the overflow of anger. 
my anger and lack of forgiveness, unfortunately, it pours out onto others and it pours and it pours. So these are some self-reflecting questions to answer. And as you're answering the questions, the goal becomes that it shines a light on the cost to withhold forgiveness. So it is becoming aware that when you're not in the forgiving state, that you're losing goodness and you're losing change in your life because you're stuck on that pain. So you also, I'm going to say this because I mean, it happens because I know I get stuck and thus we have repeats. And that is sometimes you're going to need to go back and re-ask these questions multiple times to address your unforgiving thoughts. So it happens. Don't beat yourself up. Just come back, ask the questions. Hey, what happens when I'm not forgiving myself? Am I changing the situation? Hey, what am I losing? What enjoyment or happiness am I no longer pursuing because I'm unwilling to forgive myself? And hey, does not forgiving myself help others around me? These are powerful questions. Reuse them, bring them back. And again, it's an opportunity to begin shifting your mindset so that you can release whatever experiences that's keeping you from forgiving yourself. The second step involves spending time reading scriptures about God's forgiveness. Some scriptures you can reference are Isaiah 55, 6 through 9, Psalm 32, 1 through 7, Matthew 6, 14 through 15, Ephesians 1, 7 through 8, and Micah 7, 18 through 20. So those are some scriptures where you can look at how God works through forgiveness, shares how he's forgiving us, and for us to imitate his actions in our own way of being. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, JNTEL, and A Healing Peace are looking for community partners to support our mission. We are bridging the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Consider partnering with us. Go to jintel.org slash donate and contribute. By contributing in this manner, you ensure that we continue to spread this inspiring and encouraging message. All right, now let's go ahead and get to tip number four. What are other factors that bring about healthy change? We know that anger does not. And also lack of forgiveness. Those two items does not bring forth healthy change. So what does bring forth healthy change? Well, let's go back to Hosea. God changed from being angry. However, the Israelites were still entrenched in unhealthy behavior. Thus, in Hosea 11 verse 10, God states that he will roar like a lion to grab their attention. In his roaring His people will fear him and change their direction. Basically, stop sinning against him. God's war became a disruption in the Israelites' lives. The disruption was like a slap to slap them out of their behavior. Deanne revealed that the Holy Spirit reveals our limited beliefs 
and uses disruption to guide us back to healthy behaviors. For this tip, it also requires self-reflection. Spend time identifying life experiences that are not ideal or created a disruption in your life. For instance, I'm going to have to give you an example. For instance, we all know that I have talked numerously about me slowing my tail down. Yes, I have. Making sure that I'm actually practicing self-care principles. One area in my life where this becomes difficult is, of course, doing too much work. Yes, it does. Well, at the beginning of this month, I sure did get hit with the flu. I could not believe the havoc it caused. I told friends that I slept more than I did all year. I also, on my prayer list, I do have, oh, let me rest. Well, there you go. I did pray for it. Anyways, the flu was my disruption to slow down and to take better care of myself. In this particular case, I did not have a limited belief. Instead, I was engulfed in poor habits and choices that required a disruption for change behavior. All right now, tip number five. Can you believe the halfway? Tip number five. In connection with the Holy Spirit, bringing about disruption, Dan also noted that connecting with other believers help us to pursue healthier behaviors. They assist in mirroring God's truth in our own lives. So you, we all heard this tip before, and I'm going to say it again, and that is just to continue to build your tribe in your retribe. It requires that you're humble, vulnerable, and willing to receive feedback. If receiving feedback is not your strength, I encourage you to place yourself in situations where you are learning from others. The more you realize that you do not have all the answers, the more you're open to learning and receiving feedback. All right, now we're plugging away. We're going up to tip number six. So let's talk about it. I've been talking about being disrupted and having others in our lives to reflect our truth. I'll be honest, as I'm saying all these things, there's a little voice just creeping in there saying, oh, this sounds so hard. It's a lot of work. Ooh, that work. And if you're like me and you're starting to feel the burn a little bit, this tip is just for you. Tip number six is simply to surrender to God. At the end of the day, when I allow myself to exhale into him and surrender to his guidance without kicking and screaming, without me running laps around him, I can finally just let go. Thus, my wonderful saying is, let go and let God. I'm pretty sure somebody else came up with that. Nonetheless, the cool thing about this tip is that Deanne revealed that when we surrender our change occurs faster. She drove this point home by doing a therapy session with me. I don't know if you caught that in the interview, but on the second interview, yes, she did. We spent time delving into releasing my perfectionism. And when I did, I ultimately surrendered to God. When this happened, I had richer experiences. I also did not go down my usual path where my body responds in and with anxiety. Yep, surrender, faster development. Tip number seven. 
Now, I spoke about limited beliefs briefly in tip number four. I don't know if you caught that in there. It was real quick. But sometimes surrender is just kind of hard. I'm being honest. Why? Because we can overthink it or we had experiences that told us not to attempt it. So for tip number seven, feel free to go back and listen to podcast episodes 117 and 118 about releasing limiting beliefs. I'll be honest, this is one of my favorite segments on the show. I actually listened to it a couple of weeks ago as well. Some great information, great information. All right, now, tip number eight. As we surrender and release limiting beliefs, it is necessary to fill our being with goodness. <sighs> Give me something different. Give me something different. How can we clothe ourselves in goodness? Well, I do love me some good old meditation. I spoke on the podcast previously because apparently I just like to talk. And during that talking time, I talked about how I meditate, where I'm calming my spirit, breathing, and listening to God's word. I most recently came across meditation tracks that share positive affirmations while helping you to focus on your breathing and slowing down. There you go. So yes, y'all, go ahead and get your meditation on. Okay, okay, here we go. Tip number nine, we're almost done. Tip number nine is actually a repeat of what I shared earlier about being patient with yourself as you're going through this journey. I wanted to bring this key tip up once more because while you're spending time meditating, learning to slow down, and getting built up in the Lord, this moment is a wonderful time to slow down your expectations of growth, meaning that you are possessing a healthy level of expectation. I am not at all suggesting to give up. No, I'm not. Rather, be patient with yourself as you conquer the roots of your habits. Can you believe it? We are about to hit tip number 10. I use this word in tip number six. And now I want to bring it up once again, since I'm having my repeat moment. Yes, thank you for repeat. Tip number 10 is similar to being patient, which also means letting go of perfectionism. We are not perfect people. We are just not. However, when we are clothed in Christ, our development rate increases. So yes, baby, develop using God as your strength and not false beliefs that are so easily rooted in perfectionism. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We done went through these 10 tips for building healthy habits. As I stated in the beginning, please enjoy your turkey day. Also, November 29th, the Tuesday following Turkey Day, is a special day. It is Giving Tuesday. What is Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday was created in 2012 as a simple idea. A day that encourages people to do good. Over the past nine years, this idea has grown into a global movement that inspires 
hundreds of millions of people to give, collaborate, and celebrate generosity. People all over the world can do something together on this day to make the world a better place. Don't let me start singing. Now, that's pretty inspiring. And you know what? Jay and Tail welcomes togetherness as we create a safe place to come out of the shadows of interpersonal hurt, to be empowered, to be built up. Why? So we can live life to the full. And we've been doing some great things through our podcast. We've been having some tough conversations that led to spiritual transformation. And you know what, you guys? We are not selling just for education through the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. In 2023, that's next year, and it's coming up quickly. We are launching our new educational curriculum that helps others heal from emotional wounds caused by hurtful relationships. I know we all have some kind of drama dealing with some kind of people. Yes, we have. Nonetheless, this November 29th, please give to us by going to jintel.org slash donate. That's J-I-N-T-E-L dot org slash donate. We are a local charity that empowers women on their emotional health and healing journeys. So throughout these past years, you've been listening to me on this podcast. Yes, you have. You popped in during those times when you needed encouragement and comfort and strength and, and empowerment. Yes, you have. If you gleaned anything, we're just asking if you can just pour back a little something to help us grow and to reach more people. There are so many things that I would love for our nonprofit to do. The Lord has poured so much vision, but in order for us to get these things done and to get these services in the hands of people, of women who need them, we require some financial help. Yes, we do. So even as small as $5, even as large as $50, or even larger, $100, we will accept it. You may think, well, $5 ain't much. Oh, yes, it is when you're working with $0. So go ahead, you guys. Please support this little small nonprofit, J Intel. Help us to grow and impact so many more people this 2023. Please. You can do all this just by going to jintel.org slash donate. If you cannot support us on the 29th, please go ahead and donate when your funds are available. We are always receiving support. Lastly, when you support Jay Intel, you are always supporting a Healing Peace Podcast. Thank you very much. All right, enough of my begging. I want to say one more time, I want to wish you an incredible holiday season. Remember that we are coming back in January of 2023. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're kicking off another great series. It's called A Renewed Mind. So until next time, keep plugging away on your transformation train. And of course, enjoy the rest of your week. See you in 2023.